He said, I'm just a little sardine, squashed in a tin. A sardine, his brother Pietro said. A sardine! And everyone laughed and took up the chant. Leo's a sardine, Leo's a sardine. Leo's youngest brother, Nunzio, lisps. He calls Leo Thardine. It is not a good idea to call yourself a sardine in a family like Leo's, who will not let you forget it. When they are not calling him a sardine, they sometimes call him Fog Boy. Hey, Fog Boy, his older sister Contento calls, Earth to Fog Boy. Some of his teachers even call him Fog Boy. Fog Boy, wake up, get with the program. Once, the drama teacher called him the dreamer, adding that it was not a bad thing to be a dreamer, that all the great writers and artists and musicians were dreamers. Leo wished his teacher would tell his family that. The Attic It is raining, pouring, the wind beating against the house. Pietro and Nunzio are fighting, Contento is whining, and Leo flees to the attic. The rain pelts the window, seeping in around the edges, dripping in thin streams down the wall. Leo pokes through the dusty boxes, an explorer on the verge of an important discovery. Leo unearths a box with his father's name, Giorgio, on it. Inside the box, near the top, he finds a small blue leather-bound book with yellowing pages, containing his father's handwriting in small script, brown ink. On the title page, The Autobiography of Giorgio, Age of Thirteen. Leo flips to the middle, where he reads these words. When I am happy, I tap dance. Tap dance? His father? Leo tries to imagine his father so full of happiness that he tap danced. This is not an easy thing to imagine, as Papa does not seem very happy lately. Leo closes the book, slips it into his pocket, rummages in the box, pushing aside yearbooks and photographs and letters. Near the bottom, wrapped in tissue paper, he discovers a pair of tap shoes, scuffed, wrinkled, and cracked on the sides. On the bare wooden floor in the dusty attic, Leo taps. Tappity-tap. Scuffle. Tappity-tap. He slides across the floor. Whirl. Tappity-tap. Kick. Leo is on national television, tapping up a storm. The studio audience has risen to its feet, and they are applauding wildly. The microphone picks up the host's voice. Have you ever seen anything like it? Have you ever seen so much talent in such a young performer? Leo taps like mad, spins, leaps over a chair. What is going on up there? Stop that noise! Stop it, you hear me? Papa bolts up the stairs. Sounds like stampeding buffalo. It's just me, Leo says. I was just... What are you doing? Where did you get those shoes? Papa spies the open box. You've been in my things? I was just... Don't you go through my things. Those are my things. 
what little of my own that I have in this zoo house. But were these really yours? Leo asks. Did you really tap dance? Papa scowls at the floor. Take them off. Put them back. The rain lashes against the window, and the wind rattles the frame as Leo takes off the shoes, rewraps them in the tissue paper, and returns them to the box. His father kicks the box into a corner and stomps downstairs, pulling Leo behind him. Papa doesn't know that Leo has his little blue book in his pocket, and Leo is not about to tell him. As he descends the steps, Leo hears the crowd noise fading. Bravo, bravo, Leo! He pauses on the steps to bow. Hey, Sardino! Pietro shouts. Your turn to clean the bathroom. Home. Leo, Contento, Pietro, Nunzio, and their mother are in the kitchen. A small room with faded green and white wallpaper. Leo's mother is flinging papers on the floor. Bills, bills, bills. She says. Her eyes roam the room. Nunzio, Bunzio. She says. What's with the fidgeting? Set the table. Contento, who is fifteen and the oldest, says, "There's no lettuce. You're expecting me to make a salad without lettuce." Mom peers in the refrigerator. Ay, ay, ay! Thwomp. The noise diverts her attention. Pietro, you dropped the meatballs, and you're putting them back in the bowl. Pietro shrugs. It was the sardines' fault. Was not, Leo says. Stupido, stupido, their mother says. Nunzio, little Nunzio, echoes his mother. Stupido, stupido. Mom slaps a wooden spoon on the counter. Thwack. Might as well cart me away to the asylum right now. It is all noise and confusion. And Leo feels invisible and wants to press the stop button and rewind. Leo sees Papa coming up the walk, pulling at his tie, yanking it as if it is strangling him. Papa's home, Leo announces. Leo's mother raises her hands toward the ceiling, as if she is beckoning help from above. Ay, ay, ay! Clean up this mess! You know how your father hates a mess. Papa slogs in through the door, pouchy bags under his eyes, a mustard stain on his shirt. He glances at the meatballs on the floor, the sauce splattered on the stove and countertops. A man should have to come home to this. He turns, stomps back outside, slamming the door behind him. Wham! His wife calls after him. And who makes you so lucky that you get to leave? Do I get to leave? No. You wanna leave? Leo asks. Mom says, "Yes. Look at you, all of you, a band of noisy goats." Goats, sardine, fog boy. Leo sits at the table in the nook at one end of the kitchen and presses a piece of peeling wallpaper against the wall. The lights have dimmed. And he hears music, a rousing march. So, how was school today? 
his mother asks. Leo says, I'm trying out for the school play. Contento says, I'm on the soccer team. Pietro says, I'm on the football team. Nunzio says, I'm in the choir. And their mother says, What amazing children I have been blessed with. And their father beams down at all of them and says, See, see, amazing children. He turns to Leo. And you, most especially, he says, an actor. Think of it. Pietro elbows Leo. Hey, fog boy, sardine, wake up. Did you hear me? Pass the meatballs. The Genius Alone in the room Leo shares with his brothers, he opens his father's blue leather-bound book, his autobiography, age of thirteen, and stares at the photographs pasted there, one of his father at age two, according to the notation below the picture, sitting on a porch, arms raised high, as if he is reaching for the sky, and one of his father at twelve, in shorts, barefoot, sitting on porch steps, smiling. The boy does not look like his father, but he seems vaguely familiar. When Leo hears stomping on the stairs, he slides the book under his pillow, pulls a novel from a stack on the floor, and pretends to read. Contento clomps into the room in a rage, kicking his bed. Sardine, where is Pietro? She fumes. I am going to kill him, kill, kill, kill him. Why? A thousand reasons, that little creep. But what did he... A thousand things, that donkey. But...